Welcome to Talking Fußball Fantasy, your source for all things official fantasy Bundesliga with player picks as fascinating as a classic clapback, fantasy advice as game-changing as a Reuven Hennings hat-trick and pundits who are both questioning whether to buy big with Borussia Dortmund. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening one and all. My name is James Surrogate. This is Talking Fußball Fantasy Season 3, Episode 10 and joining me as ever, it's the fantasy Fußball got himself, Flo. Flo, we've had an international break to process the ramifications of Der Klassiker. So I thought now would be an apt time to get your thoughts on what the lay of the land in the Bundesliga and in Bundesliga fantasy is like in your eyes. Well, I, I think it's the most exciting season in a while. And for me, it's only like the the bummer that uh, Bremen isn't in the mix as they could. If you look at the table and uh, only four points between second place and tenth place, that's what I'm loving right now uh, about the Bundesliga. I actually think that Gladbach has a chance to be the champion this year if Bayern can't put everything together and so far we've only seen that they won against Olympiakos and against Dortmund and the thing with the match against Dortmund is I don't think that Bayern needs a coach for matches like like that so um, I'm pretty interested uh, to see how they fare in Düsseldorf actually because that might be the tougher game than at home against Dortmund uh, where they want to stick it to their greatest rivals. Yeah, no, I think that's a, those are all very fair points, especially what Dusseldorf, they drew blood from Bayern last season in the Allianz Arena, Dodi Lukabakio scoring a hat-trick. So yeah, they, it's not like they'll be short of motivation, but I do agree with you, Flick's got a few trickier games ahead potentially than the ones he's had so far and I'm interested to see how it goes I think that you know if you talk to anyone you know few people would have assumed that Niko Kovac would have been the first managerial casualty of the season but he turned out to be absolutely bonkers but okay should we crack on with the show yeah, I, I, I have a story about that Ooh, go, James oh, and do, do indulge well, we have a tippspiel, like like we say in Germany, and I was the only one in, a, and they are bonus tips, and uh, I was the only one to actually uh, predicted that Kovac would be sacked first. <laughs> but uh, it was it was basically, um, it was n not really a joke, but I couldn't make up my mind, and uh, I was torn between Augsburg and Bayern, and I said, well, uh, go for Bayern. If that hits, you you look re really smart. So, <laughs> so now, and yeah. you get to come on Talking Foosball Fantasy and tell everyone about it. Yeah, in fairness, we should never doubt your yeah, predictions. everyone who knows me knows already, <laughs> I so... Bet. I bet, I was going to say, but in fairness, yeah, you've got a ridiculously good track record of predictions on this show as well, when it comes to certain matches. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it doesn't really come as too much of a surprise, but there you go. Yeah. So you were one of and, the few... And one short uh, sentence to the fantasy, because you ask of the lay of the land of the fantasy manager as well. Go for it. I think the the biggest lesson so far is that there's only one indis truly indispensable player this season, and that's new, and that's Robert Lewandowski. I think apart from him, there are many, many routes you can go and have a really successful fantasy team, but none of the other players has been consistent so far this season. I think that's there just a few players you can really rely on, and only Lewandowski is like a must-have right now in my opinion. Yeah, I think also a very fair assessment. And I mean, it. the last two match days before the international break certainly told us that. I think when you looked at the top 10 point scorers from both match days, 
There were lots of names that would have been considered way outside the box differentials and maybe two or three names that you'd have gone, okay, those are, those players are likely in a lot of people's teams. And I think that really tells you the fact that, yeah, you talk about the Bundesliga being competitive and we talk about in the past, we've talked about the fantasy being very volatile. It's more volatile than ever this season. It's fantastic. It's making for a very entertaining campaign for sure. And on that note, should we get on with some listener questions then, Flo? The first being from Sharif underscore Soliman on Twitter. He says, I'm thinking of replacing Jonas Hector with Stefan Leiner and want to replace Forsberg as well. He asks, is this a decent defensive move? And if so, what midfielder can I buy for 15 million to replace Forsberg? So my first choice would be Sabitzer. If he's not already in your squad, if you got 500,000 extra, I would look at Philip Kostic. Maybe, but also I think Karim Bellarabi is very high on my list. Given the Harvard's injury, uh, that's giving him more job security up front, in my opinion, uh, on the right wing. Because they don't have so much personal to, to throw around uh, up there at Leverkusen. And Liner, I think, is a good choice, but I actually would prefer Katarabek over Liner. I think he's about the same price. You have to check that, Sharif. But they got a, a good next two games coming, Hoffenheim, playing at home against Mainz and then next week a home game against Dusseldorf. So, uh, yeah, that will be actually my preferred defensive target. Although you can say the same about Liner because he's playing at Union and at home against Freiburg. But I think the game at Union can be tricky. We've seen that a few times this season already. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. To let you know on prices, Liner is 11.7, Kadrzebek is 11.3. So just a little bit cheaper, but pretty much the same price. So you were spot on there, Flo. I know, I, you know what, I, I'm tempted to agree, but I do think that Liner... You know, they've got Freiburg as a standalone fixture the week after Gladbach, and then they face Bayern. So Liner really, if you don't have him in your squad already, only has at least two games in him before you probably need to think about moving him out for even just one game against Bayern. Kadrzebek has a little more long-term viability, even if Hoffenheim's form doesn't sustain. And I mean, the only problem with Kadrzebek, I'll ask you about this float, because I've got him in my squad and he's going to be staying in there this weekend. But the worry with him is his inconsistency. And we've seen that in the last two games before the international break. If you add him as your star man, I think he scored you 45 plus points. Uh, one week, the next week, I think he only picked up four. Yeah, but that can happen to you with Liner as well. And I actually think that Hoffenheim is getting better. They haven't played as well as their points tally is, but they had the toughest schedule of all clubs. So them sitting with 20 points in fifth place is uh, is a good achievement. And I, I, I think that they may, might start playing better football now and that uh, can only help Katarabek with uh, Lukadia being in form right now, Adan Mian uh, hitting the back uh, of the net regularly and... Uh, I think Grilich and Rudy are looking very sharp in midfield at the moment. So uh, I think um, the arrow is pointing up uh, for Hoffenheim and uh, Kadarabek. Okay, nice. Okay, let's uh, move on because we've got more questions to get through. And the next one also has to do with defenders. And it's from at Hafid FW. The first part of his question flow, he asks, is it the right time to bring back Hausenberg? Yeah, it would be a bit iffy for me uh, just because he was injured. Nagelsmann said that he is probably fine 
But keep in mind that, if I'm not mistaken, Leipzig plays in the Champions League after this weekend. Yeah, they're playing on Wednesday against Benfica as a home game. And it might be that Halstenberg gets another game rest if Nagelsmann sings he can beat Cologne without Halstenberg. So, and if you pay up for a defender, it's just like I have this doubt that he's actually uh, starting in his first game back after his injury. So that would make me be hesitant to sign Hudsonberg, actually. Yeah, no, you know what? I'd agree with that. I think, I mean, I tried bringing him in after the international break before the one we just had with unlimited transfers and it kind of backfired in my face. And I think the problem is, there's still too many question marks with Hausenberg, so I would agree with you there. Next part of his question flow, I'll do the easy part first. How about Alfonso Davis? Is it okay to pick him, Hafid asks? Yeah, uh, I'm actually thinking about that myself. Um, he's 6.2 million. That's a great, great price tag. He's a midfielder in the game, which is okay. If he would be a striker, I would have zero interest uh, probably in, in buying Davis. But as a midfielder, I think he's, he's fine. I would prefer guys like Darida over him, but at the moment I, I can't make it work budget-wise because Darida is, I think, 7.5 and Davis is 6.2. Uh, I think in this range, he, he's a good choice. He's safe for this week. He will play, and I actually think that he has a good chance to stay in the lineup even if the suspension of Boateng is over. Because I think Flick likes uh, what Alaba brings to the table uh, as a centre-back. And I, I, I think there's a good possibility that Davis stays in as a left-back because he's really playing well uh, that position since, since Flick took over. Yeah, I think I think there are riskier options this weekend than Davis, and that's actually saying something. I, I think there's literally no risk in signing and uh, in, in, in buying Davis this weekend. Uh, he, I, I mean, I, even as a midfielder that's playing I, a defence, and I know he gets up the wing, and I know he'll be involved in a couple of shots here and there, but ultimately he's going to be a guy that's looking to feed other people and not really be the last pass man, isn't he? I mean, that, that's, that would be my fear with him. That's why I say there's yeah. an element of risk. You, you've got, if you define risk that he's not having a prime game, yeah, of course. Oh, okay. That risk uh, exists, but uh, you have that risk with almost every player and especially <laughs> so, the guys yeah. uh, who are around Davis' uh, price tag. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I yeah. saw uh, the question we're hinting if he's uh, like playing. Because ah, yeah, I think okay. if he's playing, he's a great value. And the only one in this range who would be better, in my opinion, is Derrida. Banish would be better if he plays, but there's also uh, like a questionable if Benes is in the starting 11 because every midfielder is able to go for Mönchengladbach um, and then that is getting sing, a sin. Uh, I think Zakaria and Kramer are basically a lock to play and then it's for me it's either Neuhaus or Benes who uh, will get the start. Yeah, no, okay. So yes, in that sense, with Davies, there's little risk. You are correct when it comes to him being in the starting lineup. I would agree with you there. Okay, last part of Hafid's question. He asked for the best differentials in any position, or I would assume he means in each position. So, I mean, I've got three written down to give you a bit of breathing room here, Flo. And I've gone with Undrika of Frankfurt because I think he could be the man that benefits from David Abraham's absence. And I think he could be an interesting pick because he's 6.8 million, if my memory serves me correct. 
quickly. I've got Bellarabi down in midfield for reasons that we will definitely touch on in this show uh, and Ruben Hennings because he is proving to potentially be the mid-priced striker that we've been crying out for and ultimately he's not going to be a player that features in a lot of lineups. So three very differential picks that won't be picked by many and could pay off in the next couple of weeks. How about you, Flo? Up front, it's easy for me. That's Milot Rashica, 13.2 million. I really think he can hit with the big boys, but will be overlooked because of the bigger names like Lewandowski for sure. He's in all of your lineups, I hope. But I think he can he can match what uh, Werner, Alcacer, uh, Turam, every other striker can bring to the table because he's the heart and soul of the Bremen attack. In midfield, it's Patrick Hamann uh, for me of uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, although he's playing very well. Still, not many managers uh, have bought him so far. I was torn last match day between him and Aztunali and unfortunately went for Aztunali. That was a horrible decision, but uh, yeah, just couldn't bring myself to buy a player going up against Bremen and then maybe secretly rooting for him doing good. Uh, that, that's that's a bad position to be in and that's why I... Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a no-go. <laughs> that's why I didn't bring in Patrick Hamann, but I think he's very well on the table uh, this week. 8.9 million is a price tag. He solidified his role uh, with scoring a brace against Bremen. And in defense... I think Christopher Trimmel is a really interesting player for uh, 7.9 million. Uh, it's a good price tag. He is having set-piece duties for, for uh, Union Berlin. And he has 92 points already uh, to his name, which is uh, quite impressive, actually. And uh, he's in the top 10 of defenders, if I'm not mistaken, in this season with this points tally. Yeah. Let me check. That's about number seven around that. And everyone above him is more expensive than him Yeah, uh, by wide margin. So I think he's a sneaky good option uh, in defense. 2% all yeah, you uh, you... owned, if you see that stat. Yeah, exactly. So. You, you said it was quite impressive. I think for a guy coming up with a newly promoted side, that's, that's ridiculously impressive. And if you've backed the Trimmel horse from the start of the season, then congratulations, because it's turned out to be a good one. No, I mean, it, okay, it helps, of course, the fact that he had a hand in all three goals last time Union played and things like that. So he picked up a massive points tally last time around. But I do really like the Trimmel pick as well. He's definitely someone that has caught the eye. Okay, moving on to the next listener question then. It's from at Dobricic Milan. And I have to say, I'm absolutely shocked here, Flo, because it's not about goalkeepers. I was about um, to say that. Yeah. It, it's, it's absolutely crazy. But he says, hey, guys, which Dortmund assets are now good, having in mind that Royce can't stay fit, Sancho can't respect club discipline, and Alcacer can't play more than 60 minutes? Yeah, that's very valid, what, uh, what Milan just uh, writes. And I'm, I'm, I'm almost happy that I don't have the money to bring in three Dortmund guys. And if I see the starting lineup and Hakimi is in it, He's a lock to make my team. I think Hakimi is by far the best option uh, for Dortmund right now, just because of all the things that Milan mentioned. Alcázar's playing time is a concern. Of course, he can score a brace or a hat-trick in 60 to 70 minutes by 
but I'm with him. I don't expect him to play 90 minutes very often. And that's less time to accumulate fantasy points. It's just just a fact. Royce is also injured. If the game is decided early, he'll get the rest of the match off and will be benched. I, I expect that uh, if he's even in the starting lineup. And with Sancho, I'm not even sure that he, he will make the starting lineup uh, for that match. I think one guy you could look at if he's in a starting lineup in an attacking role would be uh, Rafael Guerrero. We're not a, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure how Dortmund will shape out, um, how Favre reacts to to the bad loss in Munich. If if Sancho is in the doghouse for all that he uh, he did before, and then not having the defensive discipline at Munich, or at least that was what they said why uh, he got benched. So. I'm not entirely sure how that will uh, turn out. Hakimi is the only guy I'm, I'm really, really interested in signing. And if you guys remember back the last shows, we were always saying Friday evening against Paderborn is the time to bring in Dortmund players. And now you, you feel not 100% in doing so. So in midfield or up front, I, I think there are also uh, good options out there that are not playing for, for Dortmund to bring in this week. Yeah, it's it's a really tricky one because this is the time that you really want to invest in Dortmund. But I mean, yeah, I mean, Milan's pointed out a bunch of the question marks there. You can throw a few more in, you know, Julian Brandt's not really on form right now. Torgan Hazard, unfortunately, in the fantasy game is a striker, which actually works against him, even though he could be a big differential. Axel Witzel's shown big games, but then a lot of single digit games. And it's just, it's a whole lot of question marks. And so I'd agree with you. I think Hakimi, if he's in the starting lineup, is the number one pick without a doubt. Okay, moving on. At underscore Kaidas underscore asks, does Kimmich and Gieselmann to Liner and Hakimi make sense? He says, I wanted to keep Kimmich, but I have to free up some budget. Uh, you can imagine after the answer I just gave that, uh, I think it, it makes a lot of sense. I, I would like this move. Uh, keep in mind what I said about Liner um, before that I personally would prefer Katarabek. Uh, but apart from that, I, I think it would be a, a smart move if Hakimi is in the starting lineup. Although, I mean, Kimmich did punish me every time I sold him. <laughs> Are um, you selling him this so week? Maybe that can happen to you. No, I'm not selling him. Okay, this well, week. then we don't need uh, to worry then, right? Probably not. But uh, <laughs> just saying that we know that Kimmich is capable of huge games. But uh, I would actually take Hakimi over Kimi straight up without considering the market value. And if you add the market value and Kimi is much more expensive, I think Hakimi the better choice this week. If he plays, that's the only, the only question with Hakimi. Uh, the good thing is Friday evening game, we'll know that. So definitely wait until you see the lineup before you make that move. Yeah, I, you know what? I I agree with you. Kimmich can punish you. 
One other thing to take into consideration that is is that he's one booking away from a suspension in the Bundesliga, which is definitely worth factoring in. We'll actually be talking about the notable players that are one booking away later on in the show, but Kimmich is one of them. And I personally am actually getting rid of him this weekend to facilitate moves in my midfield. And the reason I came to that conclusion is that, yes, he can still be the highest scoring defender in the game. Now, at the start of the season, it looked like he was going to run away with it. That's all changed a little bit. And now if you look at the highest scoring defenders, they're all at least four and a half million less than him. And they're all scoring roughly the same at the same rate. And you've even got some cheap ones in there like Trimmel that we've mentioned already. So I, I don't think Kimmich right now is proving value for money. And that's why I've decided to, to move him out as well. But of course, that yeah, flows right. There is the propensity that he chips in with two assists and a goal against Dusseldorf. But I don't see that game being quite a runaway for Bayern. So yeah, take it as as you want. Let's move on to the final question then of part one. It's from at Allison underscore CSACCT. And they say, I am debating between adding Paciencia or Turam. Is one significantly better than the other? Or is it best to add Turam this week and switch him out with Paciencia next week? I actually like Paciencia more. Uh, if I knew, if I know that he's going to play, yeah. The problem with the Frankfurt strikers is like they just always have three guys. We had that problem last season and the season before, if I remember correctly, and now we're having it again. I would love to bring in Paciencia or Silva. I, I just don't have the confidence in who's going to play, and that's my issue was buying a Frankfurt striker, and that's why I would easily decide to go with Turam. Of course, personally, if I would have 700,000 extra, I would uh, go to Rashica, but that might be a homer pick. Uh, Turam is totally fine. I think a good choice. I don't know. I think I think there are numbers to back up your Rashica pick. I mean, the fact is he has been involved in a goal every game this season on average. I think it's every 82 minutes, if I'm not mistaken, with Rashica. So uh, there's definitely numbers to back that up. And admittedly, I mean, Bremen's fixtures don't look the worst in the next couple of games, but they don't look the best either. They do have Paderborn after Schalke and Wolfsburg. Now, the thing is, Frankfurt also have good games, but I would agree with you. The thing is, Paciencia, it's been really impressive. He's played in all games in all competitions so far this season for Frankfurt. But with every passing game he plays, the likelihood of him being dropped increases. And he was in action for Portugal in the international break as well. This may be the time that it happens. So I would agree with Flo that of the two, I'd go to Ram. But Rashica's worth taking into consideration as well. So Paciencia actually has started every Bundesliga game this season so far. I believe he's been in he's been involved in every single game I'm not saying started yeah, well, yeah. I think there is a, a few sub appearances but he's been involved in every game yeah, in I, all competitions like, in, involvement doesn't cut it for me if I buy a player in, in fantasy and he gets okay, the 25 maj- minutes the majority of those are, yeah. wait hold on the, the majority of those are definitely in the starting yeah, yeah. lineup. though I know he has played a lot I just was like if you were said to me now that he started every game I might think differently about him but I think him and Silva both are great choices just the playing time is the issue and there's no way to solve that short of just 
having a good connection to Adi Hütter and calling him on Friday afternoon <laughs> and asking who's in the starting lineup. Yeah, yeah. We, we tried that a couple of times last season. Unfortunately, it didn't work. Um, but yeah, that is pretty much the only way. Okay, right. That ends part one. We'll take a quick break then and we'll be back with the fixture list from match day 12. Welcome back to part two of Talking Fußball. Time now for a rundown of the upcoming fixtures from match day 12. But before that, actually, let's just mention the notable players that are on four bookings. So they are one yellow card away from a one game ban. I mentioned Joshua Kimmich earlier, uh, but Stefan Leiner is in there as well. Jonas Hector, Dennis Zakaria, Ruben Vargas, Marcel Tisserand, Khan Ihan, Sebastian Rudy and Leonardo Bittencourt. There are a couple of other players But unless you're absolutely bonkers and you do have someone like Adam Bojek in your team, uh, then I think I've picked out the ones that should hit the popularity stakes. And I've even included Leonardo Bittencourt, even though he's probably in only 1% of teams. But anyway, uh, let's. those are the players that are one booking away from a ban. Let's move on to the fixture list. We'll start with the Friday night game as ever. It's Dortmund against Paderborn. Now, we mentioned the team news in terms of what we're hearing, and I say this, Kicker are actually expecting Hakimi and Hazard to be dropped, but they are expecting Alcacer to be in the starting lineup. Now, Dortmund's next couple of fixtures are Paderborn at home, Berlin away, Fortuna Dusseldorf at home, and then Mainz away. They've scored 16 goals in their last four meetings with Paderborn, so surely we're advocating for heavy investment in Dortmund this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we, we, we basically touched on that. Hakimi is a guy uh, to invest in. Um, you can take shots at Roy, Sancho or Alcázar or basically on every attacking player of Dortmund and hope that you 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 guess right. I just think it's it's tough. I actually personally would probably prefer Sancho Uh, as my pick if he's in the starting 11 with Royce and Alcasa because uh, I think these bo uh, these two guys will definitely be substituted uh, earlier so there's a good chance that Sancho actually plays 90 minutes that will be my tiebreaker uh, if I would think about between Royce and Sancho right now although it, it could be that Sancho isn't even in the starting lineup Yeah, and Alcasa, we also said like the problem is the playing time. Okay, well then here, yeah, actually, I'm, instead, let's yeah. let me ask you about three players that you didn't really talk about in the first part, but maybe people are looking at them as considerations in the fact that they're cheaper in certain areas. But I'm talking about the the Brants, the Witzels, maybe even a Piszczek, because he's proven that if he is in the starting lineup, he can get points in the Bundesliga fantasy, and especially at home to Paderborn, you feel like. There's going to be a lot of attacking opportunities, even for the wing backs. So are there p players like that that you would say, okay, if you're working with a tight budget and you really want to get in on the Dortmund act, there are avenues for you to do it? Well, I mean, Brandt is 15.3 million, so it's not really, really a bargain. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Uh, Brandt, uh, Brandt definitely got say if he plays up front. Uh, who knows? Maybe Alcasa isn't ready for 90 minutes and Götze would definitely be intriguing for 12.8 I think Brandt he scored for Germany on Tuesday so uh, that might give him uh, a bit of a boost 15.3 he's definitely a differential pick you you can you can go there uh, I think and Pisek is a like Pis Pisek is a very interesting choice if Hakimi isn't in the starting lineup 
if Hakimi is in the starting lineup, I, I wouldn't be meddling with any other Dortmund defender. Okay, good. No, I just I think it was worth talking about some players that we maybe hadn't. I think we've covered all the bases now with Dortmund quite substantially. Is it is it worth mentioning any Paderborn players at all? No. Yeah. Okay. You're allowed. You're allowed to say no there. Don't worry. They won't take offence to it. I'm sure. Uh, but okay. I agree with you. So let's move on to the Saturday fixtures. Then Leverkusen against Freiburg is where we'll start. Now, uh, Flo mentioned it earlier, but Kai Havertz has been ruled out with a thigh injury. Meanwhile, of course, Leon Bailey is suspended for Freiburg. Poor old Luca Waldschmidt. He got four injuries for every minute. He's well, one injury for every minute he spent on the pitch for Germany. Uh, four injuries in four minutes. An absolute horror show, really. And I'm sure that's going to take him a while to recover from. Meanwhile, Vincenzo Grifo is also suspended for his whole part in the strike Abraham fracas on the sidelines. Now, Leverkusen, they're unbeaten in their last six Bundesliga home games against Freiburg. They can also leapfrog them in the standings with a win by a four goal margin or more. Who are you going for from this game, Flo? Karim Bellarabi, 11.9 million. Great choice. He likes to shoot from basically any position and that's what I like in my uh, fantasy midfielders and Havertz injured Bailey suspended two two less mouths to feed uh, in the Leverkusen attack so I'm pretty confident that he's going to play uh, if you like it a bit more riskier and maybe even uh, more controversial I, th- I still think Amiri has all the all the qualities you want in, in a fantasy midfielder. I'm just not as confident as I am with Bellarabi that he's actually in the starting 11. They're priced the same. so. Uh, but Amiri, definitely the less owned player. So I throw him out there if you feel like gambling a bit. But Bellarabi, definitely a prime choice, a perfect choice this weekend. Yeah, lovely, jubbly. Okay, Frankfurt against Wolfsburg. Uh, now they've got two players suspended. Frankfurt, that's David Abraham and Gelson Fernandez. Unjaka and Kaur are expected to be the replacements, though there is a question as to whether Almami Toure may be the man preferred at centre-back as opposed to Unjaka. Uh, for Wolfsburg, there's good news because Castells is back. That's bad news for Pavel Pervan owners. Meanwhile, Mehmedi is in contention and there's also the debate right now as to whether Joao Victor or Josip Brekolo will start. It's a quick question, Flo. Is the Josip Brekolo bandwagon over? Yeah, I think so. He uh, he couldn't get his form up to where it was. And it just seems like Glasner is... Like, for, for all the bad games that Joe Wichter had at the start of the season and how long it did take Glasner to drop him and Brekolo basically after every not that good game... Uh, is benched so uh, I don't think that Glasner is is like a a great supporter of Brekalo's play so uh, I expect actually uh, Mimedi and Joao Victor to start in this and that's why I can't invest uh, in Brekalo although if he plays we know he's a great fantasy player for his price tag yeah, I think it is a tricky one because he seems to have gone off the boil a little bit. And there's obviously something with Brekelo because he's obviously incredibly talented. We can all see that. 
but head coaches don't like to put him in the starting lineup, and there's got to be a reason for that. Um, and of course, Glasner and Joao Victor also have previews from their former clubs because they both came from the same club to join Wolfsburg. Frankfurt, from this game, Frankfurt have the Bundesliga's best home record with 14 points from a possible 18 so far. But Wolfsburg have actually won on their last three trips to the Commerzbank Arena. Uh, Flo, who are you picking from this game if you had to? I'm going with Philip Kostic because um, I think he's a bit overlooked because he's so pricey, uh, 15.5 million. But I think he can be the highest scoring midfielder basically any given week. He had a bad week last match day and we don't see many back-to-back bad fantasy performances of Kostic. So, uh, I mean, that's not really scientific uh, reason to go for Kostic, but... I got the feeling he he can have a, a really good game because Wolfsburg's form isn't as good as at the start of the season, which coincidentally um, matches with them playing better competition. So maybe they're just not as good as some sort, I think, at the start. So I'm backing Frankfurt in that match. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And I like the Kostic pick as well. I think we've mentioned him a couple of times on the show and I've been an advocate of his in terms of saying if you're looking for a player around that price that's very consistent, then Kostic is the best pick. And that it comes from the fact that when you watch Frankfurt play, so much of the game goes through him and he is so often the initiator for so much attacking play um, just with his pace and his crossing ability. And the thing is, like, let's also be honest, it's still Philip Kostic. Um, one in, or if we're being generous, maybe nowadays two of five crosses find their intended target. But if he's hitting 15 crosses a game and two of those are peachy on occasion and make a golden opportunity that can't be missed and he's getting assists. And then, of course, he's quite greedy as well. He loves a shot. He loves a free kick. I just think Kostic really has, he, you're right, he has all the makings to be a fantastic fantasy player. And I think we're seeing that this season. Um, okay, Bremen against Schalke. Let's move on. Augustinsson is back in team training for Bremen. There's also the question of whether Langkamp, Gross or Friedel will be playing at centre-back. For Schalke, Sane is out long term and there's also a debate there as to whether it will be McKenney or Nastasic who comes in this weekend. Now we mentioned Milot Rashica and I can confirm it is 82 minutes a goal or that he's been involved in this season. That's not just scoring, that is assists as well. But if you're get, having a hand in a goal every 82 minutes, that's quite impressive. So Flo, I can assume he's your player pick? <laughs> yeah, um, you, you assume right. Uh, I, I, I thought so, I, I had a hunch. Although, uh, I mean, I talked about Rashica so much in, in this pod. Everyone knows I love him. If you want to be really, really sneaky, uh, I think Ozan Kabak for Schalke is an excellent choice here because the odds that he scores a header after a set piece has to be through the roof, basically, because Bremen is just conceding goal after goal after goal uh, after set pieces. 11 so far. Uh, this season by far, by far. I think it's more than double than the second team or about double. I'm, I'm not 100% on that, um, but they're definitely number one in conceding after set pieces. And Kabak scored in every game he played in the starting lineup for Schalke uh, in the Bundesliga. He's just a beast um, after set pieces. So uh, 10 million, he can give you a dot. Uh, if he doesn't score and Bremen 
happens to actually hit the back uh, of the net a few times. But uh, I think he has, from all defenders in the Bundesliga, uh, he has the, the best shot to uh, actually score a goal on the weekend. I was going to say, Flo, if you're breaking from your convention of not recommending goal-scoring centre-backs, then you know it's got to be a, there's got to be a reason for that. And so, I, I, yeah, I like the pick. I'm, I'm a big Ozan Kabak fan, especially with his work in the opposition area, uh, actually. He's just a, a big threat in the air. Let's move on. Union against Gladbach. Uh, for Union, Robert Andrich is suspended after picking up his fifth yellow card of the season last time out. Kroos or Schmiedebach will be the players that slot in. Uh, for Gladbach, Kramer and Benish are available after picking up Knox elsewhere. I think that was in the, the game before the international break. Mbolo is also back in the squad, but he's not expected to be in this starting lineup. We've talked about Marcus Turam. Uh, he is the Foles top scorer with five goals and five assists. He's had a hand. This beats Milot Rashica. He's had a hand in a goal every 53 minutes, but that's not including match days one through four. Uh, he yeah, then it's not a fair statistic. <laughs> well, in Venice, Rashica, well, Rashica was also Rashica injured. Rashica is from match day two. Yeah, but every game he played counts. No, What's I know. It? That's it's, rubbish. It's very cheeky. It's a goal every 53 in, minutes since match day it's four. It's like saying like in every game where he had a hand in a goal, he had a hand in a goal. <laughs> Well, yeah, okay, it's true. No, no, it's, okay, you're right. It's not a fair comparison. Um, I wasn't, so, I wasn't necessarily making it one better um, than Rashica. <laughs> Come no, off it. It's okay, but okay. Let's move swiftly on. Uh, who's your player pick from this one, Flo? Uh, Patrick Herrmann. I, I think I alluded to it um, during the the listener questions. Uh, 8.9, flying under the radar, midfielder in the game, playing as a striker, basically as as a winger was a lot of uh, chances to to score and give assists. Uh, I think he's a great pick. I don't... Uh, well, I'm, I'm always underestimating Patrick Hamann. Uh, I, I thought he had literally no chance this season to, to earn a starting job, but he did it and he's uh, he's playing convincingly. But to be fair, at, at the start of the season, they were pl- playing a 4-4-2 with a diamond uh, in midfield. And there's just literally no place where Hamann could play. So uh, that was one thinking at the start of the season. Um, what's the role of Patrick Hamann? But now they're playing with two wingers and Hamann is one of them. Um, yeah, very good choice. Very um, much bang for your buck. Yeah, I'd, I would agree with that. Because, I, I, I mean, the feeling with Hamann is also that he won't be the first choice when it comes to Europa League matches, which may make him less of a rotation risk. But I, I agree with you. I, I personally was between Hamann and Benish last weekend. I went for Benish in the end because, again, as you pointed out, Hamann, it wasn't quite sure whether he would start. But I did think he'd be a good outside pick, and that proved that way. So he could still be a good outside pick this time around as well. Yeah, Final game with the one, three- thing, one thing to add yep. on, on Gladbach. I think... It might be worth looking into Alassane Player because everyone is everyone is loading up uh, on Turam, but Player actually was better at the start of the season. Uh, <laughs> you tainted that stat with Turam match day one two three. Well, Player was shooting on all cylinders. Yeah, then. so true. And I think even after he missed a lot of time and he has just 15 points less than Turam uh, over the season. And I think that, I mean, player wasn't 100% before the international break, wasn't called up for France, had two weeks to prepare for that match. Uh, I think you can make an argument for 
choosing player over Turam, even if player is 1 million more expensive with 13.5 million to Turam's uh, 12.5. But still, Turam definitely safer at the moment, but a player we, we've seen him having having big days and uh, I, I think he's an interesting choice, especially because everyone is, is buying uh, the Turam hype right now. Yeah, no, a, a good differential uh, and definitely worth consideration. Okay, final game of the 3.30 kickoffs, Dusseldorf against Bayern. Now, with Dusseldorf, Friedhelm Funkel has in the past four big games tended to tweak things quite significantly with his starting lineup. So I think we can maybe expect a switch to a three-man back line. There's also talk of whether Kovnyatsky will be the one that partners Hennings up front. For Bayern, Flick is expected to keep face with the team that won Der Klassiker. Now, Dusseldorf have not beaten Bayern in their last eight attempts since a 3-1 win in the DFB Cup second round back in September of 1995. But the good news for them is Lewandowski still hasn't scored a Bundesliga goal against them. Who's your player pick from this one, Flo? It's Alfonso Davis, uh, 6.2 million. I think he's an interesting choice in midfield, an interesting budget choice, and that's why I want to mention him. goes without saying that Serge Gnabry is in, in like the best shape of his life right now. So definitely he's a very good buy, but I, I don't think anyone will be surprised by that. And of course, Lewandowski, um, and we touched on Kimmich before, but Davis, uh, he's, uh, it's the first weekend where he actually is on my radar because he uh, did impress me against Dortmund. And I think it, we might see the start of a really good career. And I was a bit more skeptic about him but I'm coming around to to him being actually a, a really good player. Oh, oh, conceding, conceding your position a little bit there, Flo. But no, I, I think you're right. I think everyone was a little skeptical, to be honest, at least on these shores. And so, therefore, he's he's got a chance to prove himself. And right now, it's all revolution at Bayern anyway. You know, David Alaba's become a centre back and. Davis is playing at left back. It's it's all a bit of a up in the air situation right now with them, which is a strange thing to say about Bayern. But anyway, no, I, I think Davis is a, is a valiant pick. Shall we move on to the Saturday evening game then? Uh, that's Leipzig against Köln. Now for Leipzig, Mukiela, Orban, and Kanate are all out injured, so they they're you know questioning who's going to be starting at centre back. Ilsank has also picked up a bit of a knock, uh, so it could be Klosterman again, which is a bit of a strange situation for them to be in. For Köln, it's Gisdol's first game at the helm of course there's questions as to where Hector is going to start whether it's in midfield or at left back but I think the 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 favorites or the, the, you know the good odds are on him starting at left back meanwhile up front of course Toroda against Cordoba for the starting striker's position now Leipzig they scored 20 goals in their last four competitive games before the international break of those 13 were either scored or assisted by Werner so Flo is Timo Werner now a must-have it looks like at the moment, I think he had nine scorer points. That means assists and goals uh, in two matches, uh, which could be a Bundesliga record. No, no one was really able to look that up because um, there are no, I think, assists that's prior to 1993 in the Bundesliga. But yeah, that, definitely, definitely in great shape, but just for the club, not for the country. He, uh, like it's not clicking with him and uh, die Mannschaft. Uh, no, it really isn't. Let's see what's going to happen. Um, we've seen him being hot and cold, like pretty qu in quick succession. I'm not a hundred percent that 
it will be a Timo Werner game because he needs some space. And I expect Cologne to maybe try to park the bus, but I'm not 100%. I've, I've got Werner. I'm feeling good about it. I, I'm just not thinking that he's a, definitely a must-have player. Of course, he can prove me wrong with scoring a hat-trick again, but <laughs> yeah. uh, he can't stay that hot. Oh, he won't score that, uh, stay that hot the whole season. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, really, for me, it comes down to the service he gets. And Leipzig are, have some very creative players that can really provide some elite-level service. But the thing that I do like about him this season is that he, he seems to have added assists to his game. Nagelsmann likes to see him drift out wide on the left. And the fact that he can also chip in with assists and therefore passes to a shot as well is certainly pleasing in a fantasy sense. I think if you're de- I mean, if you're running a no-Lewandowski policy, Timo Werner is definitely a must-have. If you're running a Lewandowski policy like most managers out there nowadays... It's a big question mark. I've got him in my squad. I'm happy with my pick. But there will be times where I look at that price tag and go, oh, it just wasn't worth it this week. And I'm expecting that to happen. I hope it doesn't happen this weekend. I, I the hope thing is, it Leipzig happens fixtures. this weekend. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, rooting for Cologne, even, <laughs> even if I'm not like the biggest friend of Marcus Gistol, but I, I still want Cologne to not get relegated. So. I, you know what? Living in and the city, of course, I don't Also, either. Leipzig is not my favorite club in the Bundesliga. So, yeah, I, I hope he does... Poorly. Well, so, as, as a fantasy well. manager that does own him, I hope that's not the case. But the thing is, Flo, I mean, Leipzig's fixtures uh, from now until the winter break are quite good as well. After this weekend, they've got Paderborn away, Hoffenheim at home, Fortuna away, Dortmund away, and Augsburg at home. So, I mean, Hoffenheim and Dortmund, tricky in there, but Paderborn, Dusseldorf, and Augsburg are three very attractive prospects on the back of a game against Cologne that's a standalone fixture. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm having a Sabitzer and Werner, and I'm probably will uh, keep it that way. At the moment, it's tough to invest in the Leipzig defense, as we talked about earlier, because of the situation with Halstenberg. Klostermann playing as a center back, not as attractive as, as he would be if he were playing as a right back. So, and right back is playing Konrad Leimer. He's a midfielder in the game, so <laughs> yeah. That's a bit of a kerfuffle uh, in the defense. So Sabitz and Werner, that, that would be definitely my choices uh, in that match. Yeah, I mean, I was just I was going to ask you about uh, Lima because I, for me, he's the differential. Unless you're looking at Unkunku, but uh, Unkunku actually has more likelihood of being rotated out of the starting lineup than I think Lima does. And, you know, even if he does start at right back, we've seen that the right back and left back for Leipzig this season basically play as midfielders when it comes to getting involved in the attacking play. So I think you could do worse. And that's a real differential if you need one. But let's move on to the Sunday games. Uh, Augsburg against Hertha first up. Augsburg have suspended Michael Gregorich for saying some rather ill-advised things in the press. Meanwhile, Alfred Finn Boggesen, unfortunately, is, has been ruled out until uh, the second half of the season after injuring his shoulder on international duty. For Hertha, the big question is whether Dilrosson and Luka Bakio will both start. Now, Augsburg's 1-0 win at Paderborn was their first since match day four, but Hertha are undefeated in nine games against them. So which of these two teams is more investable, Flo? Hertha. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I think these are the two teams, if I'm not mistaken, with... And the least shots at goal so far this season. Hertha, definitely, yeah. Yeah, 
uh, I, I think it's Augsburg and Hatta. I, I, I read that in a preview for that game. And that's why we haven't seen any real great fantasy production so far. Um, but I would prefer Hatta because I think they are two good budget options there. There's uh, is Darida for 7.5 million and actually um, Maxim Mittelstadt as a defender uh, six, six point something uh, I think I, I check I have a quick check um, but I think these two guys uh, are worth a look 6.8 uh, is a price tag for for Mittelstadt for Augsburg I, I, I don't love any any Augsburg uh, option um, uh, yeah but as a whole I'm not that high to invest in that game because it could be a dull affair I think yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's one of those you look at it and you go, I need a bit of flexibility, but do I really want to invest in either of those two teams? Yeah, they're really not that attractive at all. Let's talk about two teams or at least one team that is a little more attractive. Uh, moving on to the final fixture, Hoffenheim against Mainz. Now for Hoffenheim, Kramerich is expected to return. Meanwhile, Adamian is also in contention to start after impressing off the bench last time out. For Mainz, it's Bayer first game in charge. So it's quite a bit of a guessing game when it comes to how he's going to shape this side up the chances are he won't make too many changes and won't want to rock the boat too much now Hoffenheim they've won their last five Bundesliga matches but they've never won six in the top flight in a row there have been 40 goals in this game scored in the last eight meetings between Hoffenheim and Mainz that's an average of five a game so surely Flo this one's a lot more attractive as a prospect to invest in definitely yeah um I agree with you there, James. No, you, you're spot on. And, and sometimes it does happen. Sometimes I can I can also say good things. Um, <laughs> is there anyone that kind of jumps off the page to you? Uh, we've talked about Karajubek already. Uh, of course, we've got the conundrum up front. Yeah. But I wanted to also ask you maybe about someone like Robert Skolf because I, you know, he's playing out of position. It's not the best position for a striker in fantasy, but he is actually getting involved in an attacking sense and chipping in with passes to a shot, shots on goal. And of course, he's got a wicked free kick on him as well. Yeah, that's what I wanted to add. He's definitely one of the best free kick takers uh, in the world right now. Uh, I think he, he's got 10 direct free kick goals last season. Uh, so... That's just an amazing record, and we've seen him do that in the Bundesliga. But 11 million for a guy who's basically playing left back is a strike in the game. I have to pass on that. Uh, I, I, I can't see me do that. If I'm going for a striker, uh, a Hoffenheim striker, it would be Adamian. Uh, I think he's going to start in that match. Um, he did pick up 12 points. Uh, last time out at Cologne, just playing uh, in, in the second half. I think he's earned that uh, to start. And uh, he he actually looks pretty good. And 8 million is, is a good price tag. So uh, Sko is um, off the table for me. Uh, Adamian uh, is a guy uh, I would look at if I want to save some budget up front. And it's Katarabek. Uh, as a defender, uh, I think he's a good option. And then it's the problem is in midfield, you, you have a good cheap option. I'll, I'll talk about him later. But then it's not where you're going to. It's not, not really guys that lit up the fantasy game. So Rudy had 18 points 
last time out at Cologne, but I expect that to be an outlier because he's not usually a guy who who picks up huge fantasy games. Although he's playing in a more attacking role than we've seen him do in the last years, but the best match, um, I'm just clicking his, in all the other games, he reached 10 points only once before exploding for 18. And then it's, I think, 8 point one time. So the, the problem with Hoffenheim, they don't have a <laughs> midfielder I want to invest in. No, there's just this big gap. Yeah. And that's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame because up front it would be a Damian for me, but it's a striker spot in your lineup and that's uh, quite valuable, uh, valuable. So the only guy I would really look to invest in would be Kalorabek. Okay, nice. Okay, should we move on to our player picks then? This might be a seemly transition as well. I'll come to you, Flo, for your Vegas choice first. Yeah, I mean, it's. I haven't thought about <laughs> when I wrote down uh, my player picks that we just talked about Hoffenheim when we're doing the player picks, but <laughs> it's Adamian uh, for 8 million. I think he's a great choice against Mainz. Bid risk if he plays, but if he plays, uh, I think he's the best budget striker option out there. Yeah, I think, I mean, if if he can get consistent starts and produce the types of performances we have seen him produce, then, yeah, he could be a very interesting pick. Okay, my Vegas choice, I've gone down the Dortmund route because, again, I was thinking about differentials. And so he's a perfect Vegas choice, and it's Axel Witzel. He's 11.4 million, so he definitely costs you um, a few less pennies than the Royces, Sanchos and even Brands. The thing is, he got 21 points against Augsburg on match day one and against Frankfurt on match day four. Other than that, though, it's been single digits all the way. Against Paderborn, there's the propensity that he could score big, but there is a huge element of risk involved with that. Super Schnepschen, Flo, who are you going for? I also have a Hoffenheim player here. Uh, uh, I said that before, Lukas Rupp. He's 3.4 million. That's pretty sh- cheap. Hasn't done anything so far uh, in a fantasy sense, but he has a really good uh, chance to be in a starting lineup. They're playing Mainz. We've seen Rope having good games in the past, and for that price tag, uh, you can't be too picky. Of course, you can go with Laszlo Benes, but we mention him uh, that often that I think Rope is an alternative, and I actually think the odds of Rope playing in a starting lineup are better than uh, the odds of Benish playing. Bose have a shot to play. Uh, if a new Bose were playing, then a Benish would be my choice. But Rob, a bit risky, more risky than Benish because he's closing out the match day. But he, he's literally in no one squad right now. So... Uh, you have a big differential uh, if he hits. You say that. He's been in my squad for the last couple of games. Really? Yeah, no, from, from oh. that Friday night game against Paderborn and when Kramerich wasn't in the lineup. And then I went, okay, I would, you know, I want Hoffenheim involvement. And I, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. I also had a few transfers I wanted to make the next week and I needed some extra cash for that. So I went with Rupp and he's still in my squad. I'm trying to get rid of him this week. And <laughs> funny enough. Um, but yeah, that's just, that's me. That's just because he hasn't had a few good games. And, and the fact is, he, 
that can change that can change on a ba- on a daily basis for someone like Lucas Rupp but he wasn't involved in a lot of shots and that worried me a bit and that's the problem I was looking at Super Schnepchen and you're right Rupp uh, has worried me Benesh is a rotation risk right now and so I stretched the the limit a little bit and I went to a 7.5 million player which is a little bit cheeky for Super Schnepchen uh, but it's Vladimir Derrida and the reason for this is that if you do need Sunday flexibility Augsburg do have the propensity to concede uh, and even is you know even if we mention the fact that Hertha have the least shots on goal in the whole Bundesliga so far this season I looked at the last three games for Hertha and he has been himself when he's played not suspended when he's played been involved in at least 65% of those shots on average throughout all of those games whether that be setting them up or having them himself and that's like that's still a fantastic statistic even if Hertha aren't having as many shots on goal because it's Everything's going through him. So Dorita's my super Schnepchen pick. Who's your banker flow? It's Karim Bellarabi, 11.9 million. Uh, I just think he's in a, in a great position. He will, I mean, I would be shocked if he doesn't hit four shots at goal uh, against Freiburg. And that's that's basically six points in the bank um, uh, with everything he'll add on top of that. Uh, I think he's a, he's a great choice this weekend. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. My banker, I've gone for the big conundrum. And to be honest, I'm going back and forth on it on a daily or if not hourly basis. But of course, it's the Roy Sancho debate. And at the, at the last minute, I'm going to change it again. I'm going to go for Jaden Sancho, 17.7 <laughs> million. Hey, you're showing real conviction I really, here. I have I, no idea. I'm, I'm seeing the script uh, for everyone out there and... <laughs> It says McRoy's there. <laughs> I know, I know. But, and I wrote down, well, the yeah. thing is, Flo, if you saw the very first version, I wrote down Sancho. You're flip-flop I, I am flip-flopping from all on. over here. No, but with <laughs> yeah. Royce and Sancho, it's genuinely so hard. The thing is, we'll know the lineup on Friday. But I think I'm probably backing Sancho to score bigger against Paderborn if I had to pick. So therefore, yeah, Jaden Sancho's my yeah. banker. Sh- should we wait like a minute or so to when you can make no, up No, your no, no, the, the, wind, the wind will blow me in another direction. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. That would just end the show on Sancho. Um, and that could be the final say. Uh, and people can check in with me on Twitter tomorrow if they want to as to whether I've changed my mind again. Um, but okay, that brings us to an end of this week's Talking Foosball Fantasy episode. Don't forget to follow us at Talking Foosball on Twitter. Give us a like on Facebook. And if you haven't yet, join the Talking Foosball Fantasy League. For now, from me, your host, James Sarah Goodflow, and the rest of the Talking Foosball crew, Alfie Dehern. Alfie Dehern.